When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Ultra Hope Girls, a Danganronpa podcast. We are joined here today by the Fact Cougars, our friends Miles and Michael, who are our good longtime friends from high school, and we're very excited to have them joining us today. Just a heads up that this episode will spoil... Chapter 1 of Goodbye Despair. All right, we're really, really excited to dive into this game with them. So with that, let's get into it. I'm Maddie. I'm Marin. I'm Caroline. I'm Miles. I'm Michael. And we're the Fact Cougars Girls. One. Two. Welcome to the Don and Rupa Podcast. You're on the threshold of an amazing episode. Showtime. Hello, let's welcome our special guests, Miles and Michael. Do you guys want to talk a little bit about what what's up why you're here who you are uh michael and i were conjoined twins that fused in the womb and were later separated and we started a podcast about facts (laughs) (laughs) miles and i missed having uh access to each other's brain waves from infancy so we decided we were going to get back we were going to revitalize our uh kinship and start a podcast where we look things up and share information this time verbally instead of telekinetically. And you guys, all the listeners and the Ultra Hope Girls are just along for the ride. You guys are in the splash zone. (laughs) Of our fact waves. (laughs) Of our fact waves. That is amazing. uh, what, What sums us up better than the single finest specimen nature has to offer? But the cougar. So our listeners know we filmed an episode on the Fat Cougars podcast that came out a couple weeks ago. The link for that will be in the episode description if you want to check it out. It was a really, really fun time. Yeah. All right. So something you guys should know is Miles and Michael have never played Danganronpa before. They don't know almost nothing about it other than what we have told them. And so today we're going to play a little game where we're going to show them an image of the sprites from the Danganronpa 2 games. And they have to guess a couple of things about these characters what their ultimate talent is, whether the character lives or dies, and just general personality about the character. We will not spoil whether the character lives or dies in case you guys are interested in eventually playing the game, but we will tell you if you're right or wrong on the other things. So yeah, and just so you guys know ultimate, so a big part of the series is like every character has an ultimate ability. So like there's like from the first game, there's the ultimate detective, and she, like, solves mysteries. And w- w- from the first game, what are some of the other ones? Ultimate swimmer. Yeah. Ultimate or martial artist. So that's why ultimate you guys pop star. are the ultimate nurse and yes. literary girl. <laughs> and psychologist. See, I've and never played video we games. The, together, we are the ultimate podcasters. Yeah, What? so what do you guys, what is Danganronpa to you? Like, if you had to, like... What is your relationship with Danganronpa? Um, so figuratively, neither of us have thumbs, right? If not literally, then figuratively. We're thumbless. 
And so video games to us are more of like an abstract art thing, uh, which we cannot approach physically, but can only approach through the lens of others. So for that, to me, Danganronpa... <laughs> these, these listeners are literally going to think you're a thumbless conjoined twin. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I use the word figuratively and so okay, literally. Okay. So Danganronpa to me is something that my friend Caroline and Marin and Maddie play. And that's base. That's it. I, I really actually know Danganronpa has entered my life because my friends started a Danganronpa podcast. And I was like, oh, I kind of think I've heard those words together congruously before. <laughs> to me, I know it as the, uh, I probably know a little bit more than Miles about it because I know it as the most difficult to spell and pronounce video game I've ever heard of. <laughs> how many, no, I will say just for the record how many ends are there in Dan Gan Ron three three that's a lot of ends is what it's I'll more think. than two ends is what I'd say I will say that I do know it's not the Persona series yeah good that's true <laughs> <laughs> although a lot of people who play it really like the Persona series yeah they're like they're like right next to each other in my brain for like that variety of Japanese game, kind of like the ancestors of Shenmue. That's how I pronounce that. <laughs> it turns out I literally do have thumbs. So I, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a murder mystery, right? It's like it's a, the premise of the game in the first game and the second. It's like that. It is like a killing contest, basically. So like once like they're all trapped together and like one student has to kill another in order to get out and they can only get out if they get away with the murder and they have like a trial and whatnot if they get found out then they get executed but if they get away with it then everyone else gets executed and they get to leave so it's like it's like hunger games like like but just one person it's like one one v all yeah murder battle that's actually what a good concept like like the that should be a book waking up confused in a classroom is just i was like this screams battle royale movie and then it's kids really killing each other yeah yeah exactly to get to escape that hits me in that like god this is so morbid and like creepy and i'm gonna have nightmares about this but i can't stop thinking about it is that why the game is so popular? It's yep. <laughs> it's just so good. It's just so good. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to share my screen. I have all of the sprites pulled up. Hello, listeners. This is Maddie from the future, just checking in and letting you all know that you'll hear my voice a few times throughout this episode, um, letting you, the listeners, know which character we are showing to Miles and Michael. We did not tell them the names of each character because we wanted to see what silly names they would come up with. But so you listeners can all follow along, I will be letting you know who's who. This one is Kazuichi Soda. This is person number one. Oh. So she, this, is, this here is a woman with uh, purple hair and a beanie and this like yellow flight jumpsuit. And like- she's got a big evil smile and thick eyeliner and yellow shoes. And like this, like I think the biggest widow peak I've ever seen in a human being. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess that her name is Marlena, and her, ta- her talent is like a secret, a secret passion for like Britney Spears impersonation. She wouldn't let you know it because she's kind of like a like a like a tough girl. Like Sundere, 
do you think she lives or dies? She's too cool to die. I'm going to take a drastically different approach to Miles. I think she definitely dies. This is the <laughs> villain of the series. Uh, you can tell because her hair is flashy, so she's like relevant, but uh, not like a nice person color, and also because she has that evil grin. So I think she's a bad. She's a baddie. And uh, <laughs> so I think she I think she doesn't survive the whole time, but I think she kills someone. Oh, and her name is gee, I don't know. Uh, coming up with names is so hard, but I'm pretty good at it. I'm like I gotta be like pretty creative. I'm gonna come up with something random like Caroline or Wayla. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I can take this one. Um this is Kazuichi Soda. Oh, I was so close. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually kinda close. He is the ultimate mechanic. So our boy, Kazuichi, is not a girl. <laughs> yeah, his personality, he he has a crush on someone in the game. And that is his sole focus is like to get the ladies, but he's very bad at it. Yeah, he's just kind of bumbles around, you know? Next up is Teruteru Hanamura. All, All right. right. Person number two. Go for it. What do you see? This is the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> Before his career takes off, he is the ultimate baker. And you can see by the tea on his apron, he's like really into the Twitter sphere and the, the, the blogo crafts, but he's, he hasn't quite broken into it yet. And he just wants a hug. And that's my final answer. I'm thinking similar things, but I think it's actually the Twitch logo on his on his apron mm. and he is a a a supreme fish chef so he visits the the fish markets of tokyo around two in the morning and buys and picks the fanciest things and that's his ultimate talent is picking the best raw fish to take home at the best deal uh his name is smurden and he has never he has never seen jade like the the rock interesting okay wow <laughs> interesting headcanon that's my new headcanon um <laughs> and do you guys think that this character survives murders someone he's, he's, or gets he, murdered? oh i think he's a murderer i think he's a murderer too i think he's trying to look nice and it's Cold like dead uh, actually like a chef so i'll kill you with my knife okay so this is teru teru hanamura and he is the oh. ultimate cook so you're not far off with the ultimate baker thing. He is, his personality, he's like the most hated character in this game. <laughs> huge perv. He is a huge perv and he like basically harasses people all the time and is very creepy towards the whammon and um, says lewd things constantly and everyone hates him. So... <laughs> So I wasn't far. So 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 he might not be the murderer, but we want him to be. <laughs> well, you we won't spoil that, that part. <laughs> now we've got Hajime Hinata. This guy Protagonist. has energy. <laughs> <laughs> Person number three. His first name is Heathcliff, and his last name is mysterious, and you don't find out about it till the revelation at the end of the game, where his lineage is exposed. To be his name is. His name is Heathcliff Mysterious. Yeah, Heathcliff Mysterious. 
he is he's the martial artist but like he disguises himself as a nerd because he he likes he likes saying that he's going to increase his power level and the more he powers up the bigger his his uh the horn on top of his head the bigger that gets he respects women that's like his personality uh this guy's name sounds something like mike it's maybe like maiko uh, but i don't know any japanese names so it's it sounds like mike is my guess and he's a softy uh but he has like a dark side so you're like ooh, this, this is like the best friend of the main character who gets killed part way through and his talent is that he is just like a really good kisser all <laughs> right <laughs> ultimate kisser the ultimate kisser <laughs> all right well, this is, well, our protag, Hajime Hinata. And he does not remember what his talent is at the beginning of the game. He cannot recall. His memory lost. So, yeah, that is that. And he is very normal and stuff. <laughs> we have this episode called Bestie Picks Waifu, um, where we pick from the game characters who we would best be with. And Hajime is who I was assigned. And so this ultimate kisser business is unopposed by me. (laughs) Welcome, Baron. Thank you. All right. This one is going to be Nekomaru Nidai. Next up. Chad Thunderchest. Chad (laughs) Thunderchest. And he is the ultimate flat-out man. He's the ultimate man, and he likes long walks on the beach, three-pound lobsters, medium rare, and his personality is he really he doesn't talk. You just know what he wants. His body language is so clear and evident because he's so big that he has ascended past the need for spoken language, and everybody just knows what he wants because he's so well-defined. Do you think he lives or dies? I think... He's. Just, I, I don't think he can either live or die. I think he's permanently stuck in between the. He's stuck in the veil between life and death, and exists on like a, like again like a completely separate realm of existence to the rest of us mortal kind. That's why his like the weights are floating and his chain is floating in this picture is because like he figuratively has extra arms. Um, <laughs> I probably couldn't have said it better myself, Miles. This is. Big chest Gorecki, and he is, those are actually yo-yos, but they're extremely heavy. So he's showing off his finger strength. And with his fingers and thumbs, which he does have physically and metaphorically, he plays video games, actually, and is mostly, he does delicate surgery on electronics. And everyone just thinks he's a big, bad, destructive force like the Hulk, but actually he's a soft sweetie. He's a sweet softy. He drinks beer like he eats nice. corn. Like he, t- he takes, he would take cans of soda and he would just eat them like corn. Like corn on a cob. <laughs> like corn, like like corn on a cob. Yeah. But like a aluminum can. Yeah, like aluminum can. <laughs> <laughs> That's who it is. That's final answer. All right. So this is Nekomaru Nidai. His so talent- close. <laughs> I love the names you come up with, though. <laughs> His ultimate talent is the ultimate team manager. So he manages teams. That's his big thing. He I see very... these get pretty niche. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. Um, his personality, he's very loud, actually. Very open. He is 
very supportive. I mean, he's a team manager, so that's probably pretty obvious, but he likes to talk about his poop. His big quote is like, I need to sleep. And it's pretty great. What you said about um, Neko Umaro being like kind of a big softy, that's kind of true. Yeah. He's a little mean. All right, listeners, they are now looking at Byakuya Tsugami. Wow. All right, next up. He is, his first name is Cadbury, and he um, doesn't know how to um, use emojis correct. So texting him is like really cryptic because he'll send you like the turkey and then the little space invader emoticon. Then you'll be like, wow, it's like when my parents use periods at the end of their sentences, and it's like so threatening but just a little bit off from that. And um, he's not very nice. And that's, and I think he kills someone and dies. This, I think he also dies. This is Daniel. He has the ultimate rich father. That's his ultimate. He's his dad's rich. That's his, that's his thing. And I think he doesn't, but he's also like, like he's people are like people like him. Like he's not like, he, he doesn't want to talk about like his family background because he's ashamed of it. He's um, he supports the proletariat. And, like, see, tries to secretly front his friends, um, but, like, can't do it openly because of his, like, deep-seated shames about his, like, financial background. I think he does, he, he gets, like, tragically murdered at the end, and, like, everybody's like, James, no! <laughs> that's, that's my final answer. This is Byakuya Togami. His ultimate talent is that he is the ultimate affluent progeny. So literally, yes, he has a... a oh my god! The character <laughs> oh, design of these guys are so good! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's very aloof. He's very, like, full of himself. Like, he kind of is like, oh, I am so intelligent and everyone around me is, like, peasants. But at the same time, he also takes on, like, kind of a leadership role in the group and does try to, like, does become kind of protective of, of other people sometimes. So he... Yeah, kind of has a. I was kind of nailed it. Yeah, that's yeah, wild. You literally did. You literally did. Next up is Fuyuhiko Kuzurio. Next this is a. Sh- this has the the head of a short person, but extremely long legs, and is skinny, and is wearing like a black butler suit, like and, pinstripe, pinstripe yeah. suit, and black has tie, eye on, and a white his shirt. Ha- his hair color is the same as his eye color, which I think is a strong stylistic choice on his part. So well done, this guy. I think he's the ultimate. Oh, Staten. I don't know. Michael, you go first. All right. This kid's, this guy, this is a younger person, and he is called Stackman God. So, and what he does is wear black <laughs> and be uh, mostly angry. So his greatest talent is um, pharmaceuticals. And he is actually training to be a pharmacologist because he's that's, already that's really commendable. the certification. But why he's doing that is he, because of his tragic backstory, where, which is why he's so angry. And his tragic backstory is like, oh, no, so uh, my parents are dead. And uh, somebody kicked his dog. And I'm, and I'm mad about that. And now I'm trying to be Keanu Reeves, but I'm not, I don't have the black hair of Keanu Reeves. So I'm going to match my hair to my eyes. I think his name is... Dilf Masterson, and I think he's the ultimate delinquent. And I think he likes to wear suits because he thinks it makes him look cool. But his suit actually isn't fitting very well. If you look at the shoulder pads, they're not really supposed to go over, like go over the arms as much as they're doing. So like he like 
wants to be cool, but like he needs to have a suit that fits and also it shouldn't be that tight around his, around his midriff. The buttons shouldn't pull it like that. This is not a well, a well fitting suit. That's not right. And I think he's the worst. I think he like, he'll like spit on people. I think he spits on people. I think if he saw me in the hallway, he'd spit on me. <laughs> or he's the murderer. I think he might be the murderer. All right. So, um, this is Fihiko, and he is the ultimate Yakuza. No. Again! <laughs> yeah, Miles, you nailed it! <laughs> so, yeah, and he is, like, very much, like, doesn't want to be part of the group. Like, what Michael was saying about how, like, he, like, hates everyone, or I don't know, I heard something that, that pinged. Give me credit, yes. Yeah. It like he doesn't want to be part of the group. He just kind of goes off by himself, and he's like, oh, "I don't want to be around you, jerks." Like that's his whole thing. He uses more foul language than I just did, but um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. That's Fihiko. He's my husbando. I'm so good at this game. I'm sorry I talked crap about your husbando. Okay. But hello. <laughs> okay. Next up is Sonia. Never mind. All right. So this this is a woman. <laughs> who's got long blonde hair, big bell skirt, kind of like early 20th century sleeves with the way that they're puffy, but kind of modern rest of outfit. She's got kind of a Christmas bow on and she's got like knee highs or like thigh highs actually, as characters do have thigh highs. I don't own any thigh highs, really want to. I feel like I'd rock thigh highs. What do you uh, think? I think, I think that this character is... Greta Thunberg, no relation, and she is she is actually Bavarian, and her her family emigrated from from Bavaria before the creation of the the German like state. So it was still just the kingdom of Bavaria at the time, and so she has her allegiance only to Bavaria, not to Berlin, and that makes her most interested in. Glizzy sausages because Bavarian that was a mistake. Um, she, her name is Greta Thunberg, no relation, and she's from Bavaria. And uh, her parents are wealthy aristocrats, and her favorite thing in the world is springtime. She's a <laughs> bird caller and whisper and whistler. She can imitate bird calls, and she is the love interest of the main boy. So this is, to me, it speaks to me as the sister of the rich kid that we already did, Daniel. So this is Danielle. Uh, <laughs> and I feel, I think she's been like disavowed by the affluent family and she's turned to a life of uh, making puppets and being angry at the rich. And her, she's the ultimate, ultimate uh, puppet master. But like just for pup, not like people wise, but like puppet wise. And she likes uh, corgis and it's embarrassing for her because they're kind of a purebred breed. <laughs> Do you think she lives or dies? Dies. Daniel said about it. It's like his dramatic beat because like they hadn't reconciled before she was murdered. I was going to say the same as Miles actually. Dead on. We're so in touch. I can feel those those twin wave wavelengths beaming into my head. <laughs> All right, so this is Sonia Nevermind. Um, Sonia's ultimate talent is the ultimate princess. So you were really on brand about being rich. And honestly, the thing you said about her sleeves being like very 
old-fashioned. She is kind of a modern-day princess. Um, she's very into reality TV, serial killers, languages, like everything quirky and fun. And she's nice. I don't know how to describe her. She's very chill, very supportive, but also like a quiet leader, like more of a figurehead. And she's my waifu. They, sh- they shipped her with me. Nice. <laughs> And well, I was I was pretty close with the quirks too. Thirty languages. Mm-hmm. I understand why they shipped her with you. I, I was gonna also add <laughs> that, about that too. Um, Michael, when you said like she's from like Bavaria, like she's yes. European. That's her gag. Like she she is not Japanese. <laughs> yeah. Again, I think I think that really she's does speak to the to the strength of these character designs because yeah. she's wearing like those, those puffy, like kind of almost shigo sleeves are like very much a European thing and a European style. Like it's not lederhosen, but it screams German. It's just like, I'm from the Alps or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. Now we've got Akane Awari. All right. Next up. This is in a, um, sort of injury looking, uh, Tan lady, and I say comment on her skin tone because that's most of what we see. And she has a very short red skirt on and a uh, white shirt buttoned up with a very tenuous. The shirt is not long for this world. (laughs) um, My perception of this woman is that she is completely invincible and that she can crush watermelons instantaneously, like the size. With whatever part of body, part of her body that she feels like crushing watermelons with that day, she's the ultimate watermelon crusher. Her name is, I think, like 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 Dracusef, the fiery the fiery plague. She's dragon person, and she likes to talk about light novels like trashy Istakai. That's my final answer. Okay. Do you think she lives, gets murdered, or murders somebody? You can't kill her, so it's either it's either she's the murderer or or survives. Because again, I mean, she just like is she can't be pierced by any by any mortal tool. I think she it. has brown hair. Oh, okay, interesting. Now that's up for debate. Yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> so don't this is. This one. I think I think that she kills someone. And and also that she's the ultimate student, so she can like learn stuff really fast and can be lazy about it. So that reflects in her personality. She's very capable, but doesn't have to work hard, so she doesn't work hard. This is Akane Awari, and um, Michael. Yeah, pretty much. She she is um, very talented, but also <laughs> is fairly lazy at the same time. She has kind of like the laid back attitude, but she is the ultimate gymnast. So um, she's like, really? I mean, I bet she probably could crush some watermelons because she's like very strong, very powerful. She's always wanting to like fight someone. She wants to like brawl and like duke it out. Um, She loves food and she is not the brightest bulb around, but she's a fun time. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to take a quick break, but before we go, we want to let you know that we have a Patreon. If you would like more exclusive content uh, from the Ultra Hope Girls, please check us out on Patreon. We produce 
a lot of fun, interesting episodes based on our ultimate talents, and we know that you will enjoy it. We also have social media everywhere, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and we would love to see you reach out to us. If you have any questions that we have not answered, make sure you go to anchor.fm and let us know. And uh, yeah, we'll be right back after this. Now we've got Peko Pekoyama. All right, our next person on the paper. This character looks like that Ruby character. Oh, from Ruby? The show? The show I never really watched, but I watched like a two and a half hour um, opinion essay on. (laughs) Thanks, H-Bomber guy. Thanks, H-Bomber guy. She's wearing Uh, black. She's got a skirt. She has red. I think that's green. I think that's like more of a like a dark forest green, Michael. (laughs) So she's wearing like all dark forest green with like tights that go all the way up and a skirt and like kind of the the Japanese sailor uniform, but it's all dark green. She's got some secret package slung across her back. And she's got it. She's in kind of a fighting stance. She's got dark blood red eyes, which speaks to me as she is like the previous draconic character. This would be like a like a fey vampire. She's got like her her vampire tools in her vampire case across her back, and she I think she's like the ultimate duelist. And I think she's like like a like the dark brooding loner in the corner. That's like she's like the red herring, which is exemplified by her uh, red red accent coloration in this picture, and the literal rings in her hair hair ring. Ooh. <laughs> Now there is a cougar fact. <laughs> she has like a, a an implement slung on her back. I think she is a not a longbowman because those are like seven feet long, and she that thing is not taller than. Maybe her. she's like eleven feet long. <laughs> she's eleven feet long. <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> uh, I think I think that she's an like the best composite bow shop, and her name is. Nard. Oh, I forgot to say your name. I think your name. I think your name is uh, Stu. <laughs> Nard. That's a very serious word. I don't. Mm-hmm. Her name is is Stu. You heard me. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, gentlemen, let me introduce you to Peko Pekuyama. The ultimate swordswoman. Oh my and god. She, <laughs> she is very stoic and like then she's like looking out for all the people and that's it. I mean she's just very good. So I was like, besides the whole like fantasy angle to my answer, I got pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. She also sometimes has bowel problems. Oh. <laughs> See, this is the kind of representation that I personally am looking for. Right. Women can have bowel problems, too. <laughs> Next up is Hyoko Sayanji. Ah, uh, it's Yue the Moon Princess. This is, this is a lady in an orange and yellow traditional garb that I don't know the name of, but might... But I'm not going to try because I don't want to embarrass myself. She's got big half moon ponytails that probably take so much gel <laughs> to get that in place. And I'm sure if you saw that in real life, it would be horrifying to look upon. 
that'd be kind of like an Eldritch Horror moment when you turn the corner and you see somebody with like concave, perfectly smooth, uh, half moon <laughs> ponytails. And I'm going to stick with her being UA the Moon Princess from Avatar Last Year Bender. Okay. Same person. This is like the crossover event character. Okay. Being Avatar Last Airbender. Try and like bring in that Western audience. And she's the ultimate spiritual being. <laughs> and <laughs> I think that since she and this in the Danganronpa universe has now been transposed into the body of a small child, that it's like she's regressed and is like angry about stuff and wants to be treated like an adult because she really is an adult. And that's my final answer. Now, the one anime I've ever seen was when I was probably 10 years old, and it was the Oron County High School host club on the television. And I saw Oron the County over High School. Over and over, because it was the only one they would play on whatever channel I was looking at. And I think that she is older and wiser and deserving of more respect than everyone else, but she's so short that she doesn't get it sometimes. And that makes her mad, because... She respect your older students, and she's also royalty because that's a it's a royal piece of garb she's in, and she's the ultimate. She's smart. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, also that's not the only anime you've watched because we've watched all of the Devil May Cry Baby uh, club scenes together oh God, in my basement. Yeah. When my parents weren't home. Oh, right. <laughs> I, and I think her name is Nan, but spelled like N-A-A-N. So it's, it's actually Nan, but pronounced by like an old Southern white man who doesn't know how to pronounce Nan. So <laughs> Nan, but Nan. <laughs> okay, um, this is Hyoko Sayanji. Uh, Hyoko is the, the ultimate traditional dancer. Um, so she does... There's no way we would have ever gotten that in a million That's years. That's <laughs> her personality is very aggressive she yells at people constantly but she can't take what she dishes out and yeah i think that's about it she's just very much like i'm the best person in this room and you suck she definitely she's a does. foul mouth too. yeah very no i think i think she doesn't die this is not i feel like they wouldn't they wouldn't get away with that next up is nagito kamaida Oh, I'm so excited that I get to do this one. <laughs> this this cat has a, a big shock of white hair that kind of looks like, um, you know, that like zombie fungus exploding from moths or like a doll of miracle whip on his head. Cordyceps. Cordyceps. Yeah. <laughs> or miracle whip. Approximately the same substance. Yeah. So, so he's got... He's got a green long jacket on with a big wide hood that's down and a white shirt and skinny black pants. Oh, there's like bloodstains on the coat. And he's got, this is like a fashionable dresser with like a, like the in fashion, like just got a messy bed head. But I think this is the ultimate bachelor because he's like modern, he's like modern e-boy sexy, right? <laughs> and I think he's like chill and down to earth and really sociable, but he's like also like a sociopathic murderer. And he's just like, he's like a Ted Bundy kind of character where he's so sociable and sweet. Everybody's like, yeah, he's not the murderer. He's wearing skinny jeans. That'd be totally crazy. And they just like ignore like the big blood stain on his coat and like that weird way that he stares into your eyes. And I think his name is um, Byakua. It's the guy with the white hair in Yu-Gi-Oh! That's not 
Sturgenagatsu, and he is much like the sturgeon which of his namesake. He is brimming with delicious caviar, and he is the villain of the of the series. But he's he is normally the main guy's friend for a long time, and it's a surprise reveal that he is the villain and actually did the killing. And um, he's genuinely he's charismatic. He's charming. He's nice boy. Uh, except also he killed someone. This is Nagita <laughs> Maeda. And he is, so his talent is that he's the ultimate lucky student. And so he doesn't really have a talent per se. He was picked out of a random lottery to attend this fancy school for ultimates. And so he's the ultimate lucky student, but he does have like crazy insane luck with all these things happening to him. And like almost, um, yeah, in like an eerie kind of way of like the things that happen to him and how his luck goes is like very, very important in the game. And um, I mean, personality wise, you guys pretty much nailed it. He starts out in the game as being like super friendly, super chill, talking to everyone is like, it seems like he's going to be the main character's sidekick. And then he's crazy. Like he is, he off the wall, like scary. By the end of chapter one, you're like, oh man he kind of reveals himself as very much of an antagonist. Yeah. (laughs) Next up is Mikan Sumiki. All right. Next up. Girl. This this little anime girl has bandages all over her left arm and right leg. And a little little patch. On the left. Yeah. Yeah. And white shoes and a white apron and a pink shirt and long ribbon like hair. And. She's frowning. She's upset. I think her name is Juliet. And she just woke up and Romeo's dead. And now she has to deal with the consequences and go to school at the <laughs> same time. So she's, she's like coping with the trauma of like her, uh, her lover being, you know, having, killing himself when she was just asleep and he thought she was dead. And so she's like, she feels responsible for the, the death. And now and she's the ultimate I was going to say child, but that's not correct. Um, (laughs) uh, She's the ultimate mourner. She's the best person at being sad in the whole world. And she's tragically killed by somebody who thinks she can fill the void in her heart and make her feel better, which is the last guy that we just covered, who's the nice, insane one. She's so sad. She's so intimidated. And like, uh, please don't just wreck me i've already gone through so much pain and i'm all bandaged up but the bandages are a ploy so and she's just really sure she's the ultimate actor she's the ultimate liar and actor so she actually did the killing but she is making it herself seem vulnerable and oh i guess got to protect her because she couldn't she couldn't kill anybody and she's at risk now because someone's gonna hurt her so this is mikan sumaki and she is the ultimate nurse. Woo! Yay! And she is incredibly timid and very afraid and very sweet and kind. But she is so fearful and her anxiety is so crippling that it gets in the way of her forming any relationships with anyone. <laughs> Maddie, can we actually get an impression in the chat right now? You want me to do her voice? Yes, please. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, here we go. All right, so she talks like like this, and she's she's always apologizing and saying like I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and yeah, 
There you go. That was her. <laughs> and she is constantly bullied and harassed by the little girl with the banana pigtails. Hiyoko. Yeah. <laughs> this one is going to be Mahiru Koizumi. She is the love interest. She's the cool girlfriend. She's, she's got she's got like short red hair and a plaid tie and over like this this really this like olive green. This is actually like a dope outfit. This is something where I like walk into a room and like Caroline would be like in the outfit. I'd be like, Caroline, you've got such good taste, right? <laughs> so this is cool. And she's got like like a like a little messenger bag, it looks like. And I think she is like the ultimate. I don't know. She looks like somebody who really has a lot of Liz, I might be projecting here, but it looks like she's somebody who has a lot of fun facts and likes to share them with people. So I think she's I think she's the ultimate fact cougar. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. But wait, that's you guys. There it is. You're too gosh. <laughs> What's the next line in the script? I can't. Well, I'm having trouble finding it. Do you think that she lives or dies? I think she, she dies lives. tragically. It's Ooh. it's an emotional death. I think she either dies at like the very start after like giving giving you the tutorial because that's the fun facts. It's like haha, fun fact to play this game. Hit forward on the L stick to walk. You know, and then like she's like the first death to give you that introduction to the fact that it's a show where well, not show but like game thing media where like people get murdered and that's how that's the end of the tutorial is your introduction to death it's a concept i, I think that um they it really were, raises the your creators of the show we're gonna give her like battle problems also but then they realized god we already have like two or like <laughs> seven of those characters with that same trait it's like a million of them already so they said we'll spice it up a little bit and she just gets urinary tract infections like every other week <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a name for her? Jaluli. Ute. Ute. (laughs) Ute pie. This is Mahuru Koizumi. Um, She, I kind of cheated. I didn't cheat. This was just the sprite I gave you, but this bag right here ends in a camera, and she is the ultimate Mm. photographer. So if you had that, it would have been a lot easier for you. So listeners, give them a little break. <laughs> but yes, she is very much, she's a feminist, almost to the point of being sexist against men, or I would say to the point of being sexist against men. <laughs> um, she is very much a, like, she is a realist in this situation. Like, she's the only one who's pointing out that, hey, like, this is weird that this is happening, you know, like guys <laughs> so yeah she's kind of like the ultimate human too <laughs> now we've got ibuki miyota this is from is a different one? game this is from danganronpa <laughs> <laughs> so she has different colored stockings with holes in them like big tall socks and, and there's asymmetrical them. holes too it's not like the same on either leg it's like different on either leg it's good and for she- the realism yeah, she's got a like a like a, a big scrunchie on one hand, and then like a long fingerless glove on the other hand, and then like two little striped black horns, and and the blue and the purple fringe on her bangs, and then like a long lower thigh length black spiky hair, and a purple bandana. And I think she is like the ultimate cyber goth. You guys know about the, the like the cyber goth scene. 
do. Goes to like she goes to like bridges under raves and like just like moshes out with her bros, you know. Hmm. And I think she is like she like holds her spork up, calls herself the Penguin of Doom because she's just so random. She, <laughs> All right, she's like oh, she's, she's so funky, and her like she's her name is um, Luminous Sporkyusef the Fifth. Uh, self self title. Uh, I think her real name is is both simpler and lost to time. Wow, <laughs> Michael, what do you think? She is the ultimate goth, or she's the ultimate punk, and it, it refuses to talk to anybody. She definitely does the "I'm so random" thing and uh, like bites people. She's like, <laughs> ah, but she doesn't have like special teeth, so she really is just like if a person <laughs> leaned over and like put their teeth on your shoulder they're like ha ha hi <laughs> kidding i'm running away ha ha hi <laughs> and she went off and hid in the corner and like glared and was like Bleh. and um, her name is Juanita Rotten similar to Johnny Rotten do you think that she lives or dies she lives this is Ibuki Miyota and she is the ultimate musician. So she's like a rock star, basically. She plays like all instruments. She sings, whatever. But her musical style is very strange because it's like screamo, really dark in like music. And she, you literally, <laughs> she is the whole like random thing. She's very high energy. She's super hyper. She's always like, woohoo, like doing that, saying really random things that don't make sense. And she does, in fact, bite people. During the first um, <laughs> chapter, she tries to bite Hajime, the protagonist. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Michael and, I, Michael and I, when we were younger, we went to this arts camp. And at this arts camp, a real thing that really happened to me was I, I met somebody who was very much like this. And in this theater class, she sat next to me. And she leaned over and she bit me hard on the shoulder. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if she's a Danganronpa fan or if they knew about her, but I want to know how they got this information. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe you guessed the biting. Yeah, what, the, what on earth? <laughs> this one's Chiaki Nanami. She has heterochromia. Her eyes are different colors. So she is the ultimate baseballer. She is Max Scherzer as a little Japanese schoolgirl, and she is great at baseball. And baseball is popular in Japan in high school, and so that's why it's relevant, but that's why it's a real possibility. She, she's short, she has tall black socks and like a tannish dress with a, with a school blazer on top and a little backpack, and she has this sort of uh, shoulder-length um, bob hair, which is pretty hip and very sporty, and her name is Maxine Sh- Schurz. <laughs> <laughs> this, this isn't, to me, this character is, is, this character to me is completely irrelevant. An NPC who stands by the water fountain the whole game and is like, use the L stick to turn corners, don't forget, and she gets murdered in the third act. And that's when you that's that's when you learn her name and backstory, and it's like kind of a joke because it's like everybody's expecting you to know who this person is, but you don't. And that's the humor is derived from all of the other characters being like, "How did you not know uh, Milby? She was great. She babysat my kid, not my kids, but like my figurative kids, not my literal kids. You know how it is." 
so she's dead and she was the ultimate water fountain stander thank you (laughs) i think that she is revealed to be the protag's secret sister all right are we um are we ready yes this is chiaki nanami and she is the ultimate gamer she is a gamer grill and she is very adorable and cute but she also falls asleep sometimes she'll just fall asleep in conversation that that's kind of a fun fact for you very smart though and like no, knows what's happening you know like she can she can put the pieces together and also sister i'll be brave <laughs> with this sprite here um it's very hard to see because this picture is super grainy but that hair clip in her hair is one of the galaga spaceships last but certainly not least we've got gundam tanaka last one how do you start describing this person he <laughs> has a big long red scarf like the game journey and this this like cool leather pirate coat, coat. with this huge like this huge collar which somehow manages to that scarf is piled in a way that fabric can never possibly do so I think he's got, I mean, like, and he's got this, this black and white striped hair and thick eyeliner and these tall black leather boots. And, like, he's got his pointer finger up, but, like, spiritually, you can tell it's his middle finger. Like, not literally, but figuratively, it's his middle finger. <laughs> and I think his name is, like, Jazerazeh or Jazerazeth. And I think he is, like, the ultimate, I think I will go with ultimate pirate. He's the ultimate pirate. He crashes into the school with his, like, pirate airship because there's no boats in the alternate future, which Danganronpa takes place in. There's only airships um, and, like, sky whales. You know what I'm talking about? That's it. And he is hunting sky whales but has come to the school for the most dangerous game, which is man. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I think that he is in search of the most dangerous game, which is Danganronpa, and he has found it but he can't play it because his arm is all bandaged up because it was damaged and he needs the dexterity that his damaged tendon would give him to be able to play the game so he's just a really dedicated fan who wanted to play it but couldn't and had to create a a way to get into the game he is an oc insert by someone in the in the staff and they're like god this is like a real character this is a real person in real life who's played the game and wants to get inside it so bad because the game is so good. And he can't play it anymore because his hand's damaged. And um, he's actually a sweetie. He's not the bad guy. Does he have a name and does he live or die? No. <laughs> not in the no. view <laughs> <laughs> No name. Does not live or, live or die. die. <laughs> his name is um, Garin. And he dies. Saving the protag. All right, so this here is Gundam Tanaka. Gundam is the ultimate breeder, so he breeds. What? Champions. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> he breeds all sorts of animals, but specifically hamsters. That's his big Good. go-to. So some of his other sprites have like hamsters on the scarf and in his arms. Um, he is very 
like boisterous most of the stuff that he says is way too deep and doesn't make sense um like it's like something will happen and he'll be like the four oceans couldn't have predicted this mess and it's like what like (laughs) that doesn't make any sense um but he is very much you did nail it when you said that he's like a sweetie i think he does really want to be a part of the group and so yeah that's him he's very cool he's one of our favorites I'll also add that he, I don't know if you guys know what a Chumbiyu is or like eighth grade syndrome. It's like an anime trope where somebody who like grew up playing imaginary games never got over that. And so now they're like a grown person and still do that. And that's kind of his like trope, anime trope a little bit. That wraps up our game. That's all, folks. (laughs) So, Michael and Miles, (laughs) we like to play a game here on the Ultra Hope Girls podcast where we pick three characters and we decide if we will wed them, bed them, or behead them. And it's much like um, F. Mary Kill, if you've played that. Okay, so the characters we're going to be going through are Sonia. Uh, Ultimate Princess, Nekamaru, Nidai, and Hajime Hinata. I think I, I think I've made my decision. All right, go for Protagonist it. Protagonist is dead. Uh, he goodbye. No, th- no, no. Thank you. Right, and then I would wed Chad. Chad <laughs> down there. He's wed him and his yo-yos. He's too good. And then <laughs> she, she'd be bed. She bed. Shbed. Shbed. I feel I feel like long term the princess would probably there'd probably be like a, a strong ideological conflict. Cause I'm pretty anti-monarchy as like a system. And so I think I'd get I think I'd I'd have a better chance long term with the Hulk. I think that um I probably I don't know if I could wed the protag because I'd always be playing second fiddle. To him, he'd be like the star, and I'm like, well, I want to have a career too, and like, you know, I, uh, what about my needs and my <laughs> life and like whatever? So I'd probably kill him. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> He's beheaded, and I gotta. I'm gonna marry the princess for her wealth, and also because I don't know if I can spend. The idea of marriage is like the implication of wed, bed, behead is like implied in marriage. You're going to bed the person perhaps more than once. And <laughs> this guy, I don't know if I could do. I, <laughs> I could like try it once for the life experience. And that's the answer. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I can go. I would wed Hajime, the protagonist. Um, I have to stick with my, my waifu. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I yeah, he's a gem. Um, sorry, I'm trying to like keep the spoilers out. Um, and then for bed, I think I would probably bed Nekomaru, kind of like what you said, like give it a try, give it a whirl. And then I would unfortunately behead Sonia. She's a real queen. She is. So I, <laughs> princess, but I, yeah, of the three. Give her the real old Marie Antoinette. That's right. Guillotine. Yeah. Uh-oh. That's pretty fun. <laughs> I almost made a sheep puppet for a show about Marie Antoinette. Interesting. It didn't happen, but, Uh-oh. you know, because we're not allowed outside anymore. True. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Caroline, do you want to go next or you want me yeah. to go? 
I could go. All right. So I love Nekumaro Nidai with all of my heart and soul, but I think I would behead him out of my options. Unfortunately, I do love him with all of my soul, though. Um, and then I believe I would bed Hajime because I do, you know, I kind of want to see what's going on there. You know what I'm saying? And then I would wed Sonia. She is so sweet and good. And I think she's adorable. Um, I actually have the same answer as you, Caroline. I would behead Nekomaru. I am sorry. I do love him. But yeah, out of these three, I'd probably behead him. I would bed Hajime. Yeah, he seems he seems cool. Um, and then I would wed Sonia because um, the argument that Caroline and Marin made for shipping me with Sonia in that one episode we did was very a very good argument. And I can kind of see it working with me, me and her. So, yeah. So, we just want to tell you guys, Miles <laughs> and Michael, that we took character tests and <laughs> Caroline got Sonia. That's hysterical. I got Nekamaru. <laughs> yeah, you did. That totally reads, too. <laughs> and Maddie got Hajime. <laughs> So, you, so many of us decided we were gonna kill Maddie. You said you'd kill me. No, I think I'm the only one who killed Caroline, unless I'm mistaken. I don't know what that says about us, Marin, but Maddie, I'm sorry. <laughs> we killed each other. No, no. Uh, we are Miles Myho. We're members of the Fact Cougars podcast every week. Not every week, every once in a while. <laughs> Don't commit me to that much work, Miles. <laughs> every single day, we, we, we research a topic and give each other a quiz on fun facts and interesting things that we found. It gives some extra information. And these lovely human beings joined us for our fourth episode and gave us a quiz. And we gave them a quiz. And it was great. This was an episode. Link is in the description. And if you're feeling it, check out the rest of our content. We'd really appreciate it. We'd really love that. And also, don't forget to uh, follow Ultra Hope Girls on everything that you can possibly follow them because they're great. They're great people. Aww. They make great content and they're very near and dear to our hearts. Wow. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you guys for coming. For so much fun to like learn about and it was a very fun game i enjoyed it so dearly you guys are always so wonderful to spend time with and we got to say thank you for coming on our podcast you guys made an amazing quiz which was just delightful we look forward to seeing what you guys are going to do next you guys are so cool yeah i'm back at you ditto yeah ditto ditto indeed all right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Ultra Fact Cougar Girls, truly an iconic crossover event. Make sure you check out Miles and Michael. The links will all be in the episode description. Let us know what you thought of this episode by leaving us a voicemail on anchor.fm or tweeting at us, messaging us on Facebook, Instagram, or Ultra Hope Girls podcast everywhere. And if you're interested in more bonus content, let me tell you, our Patreon is Poppin'. So make sure you subscribe to our Patreon. The lowest tier is just $2 a month and it means the world to us. And if you like what you heard today, make sure you tell a friend and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to us. Thank you in advance and we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.